Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Unfiltered Faith. It's Emily, and I have our first devotion for the month of March. Happy spring. Um, I'm going to pray real quick, but um, we are going to be in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 through, let's see, 31. We might go on, but we'll see. Father in heaven, I thank you for this podcast and this this platform to share your word. I pray that you would open up my eyes and my ears and my heart right now, Father, that when I read your word, I could just speak truth, Father, and understand it. Father, I pray that you would put your words on my heart, and I pray that those listening, Father, would be impacted and that you would just work in our hearts, Lord God. Change us, Father, and just keep on making us like your son. Thank you, Father in heaven, for this day. In your name, amen. Okay, so I really love this passage. Um, I think of it, I mean, it's a missions letter, basically. And um, if you've been listening, you know I'm passionate about missions. And honestly, this passage is very convicting because it's like, it's a very big look on how you're living and we are all called to be everyday missionaries. And so this can be a very convicting passage because even in our schools, in our homes, wherever you're at with your friends, are you showing God? Are you doing what he's asked you to do? Are you glorifying him um, as you should? Because for him to save us and like that we owe that, like that's the least we can do. So I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16 is where we're going to start. Open up your Bibles, and I'm just going to start reading. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. First of all, um, the Bible talks a lot about sheep and the lamb. um, But I love the verse, like, the he leaves in 99 to find the one lost sheep. A sheep is something that is very innocent. We think of it as, like, very kind and peaceful. And... We're sheep. We're going among the wolves. The wolves are the ones that usually usually come to the sheep. The wolves are the ones that attack and kill the sheep, right? So it's saying automatically that we are that precious thing in God's eyes, that sheep, and we're going out among the vicious wolves. We're going we're knowingly going towards the things that we know intend to harm us. So this world intends us harm we know that we live in a sinful world and that the things of it are evil and we're knowingly going into that it says um be as knowledgeable like under like understand be crafty like the snake and as innocent as doves so a dove it represents peace and it says innocent right there and it's like don't do wrong don't don't walk in sinful ways but Have that innocence. Verse 17, be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Okay, so it talks about how when you go out. So again, they're talking, Jesus probably should have given some background. Jesus is talking to his disciples right now. He is telling them what to do and how to share the word. Like, what are you supposed to be doing right now? And so he's talking about going to Israel and going to the cities in Israel 
in sharing the gospel, sharing the good news of Jesus. And he's saying that people are going to flog you. They're going to dislike you. You're going to be handed over to the government. Um, And that's a little weird. Like we don't necessarily see that in our country because we have the freedom of religion. However, this is something that we often don't realize is happening everywhere in the world. Other countries are not like our country. They are persecuted, like literally they are brought to the government. They are brought to, um, like in the military, like they are tortured, they are beaten, they are killed for their faith. They are brought to the high authorities because they are professing and talking about Jesus. And so this is still a real thing today. Oftentimes we overlook that, but this is going on still today. And also in America, um, it's prevalent in, I think, just our society as a whole. Our society rejects the truth and love of Jesus. We see it, we often twist it to make it look one way, or people just disregard it altogether. They don't, they think it's crazy, they think it's ridiculous. And that right there is a sense of, that's basically the same thing, because it's a whole society, it's a whole generation denying God the Father, it's denying Christ, and that right there will, like that is an attack against Christians and our Father. And I love how it says, do not worry about what you will say. Oftentimes, like in your own life, when you are with non-believers or when you are with people who are even like persecuting you or talking badly about your faith, you might start to feel nervous. Like you're like, oh my goodness, what do I say? I'm supposed to be defending my father right now, but like I'm just surrounded. It says, do not worry about what to say because the Holy Spirit is going to work through you and the Father is going to speak through you. That's really great promise to remember and look back on. Verse 21, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. So obviously this is talking about some crazy things that are going on. Like families are going to betray each other. Children are going to betray their parents and to the point of death. And then it's saying that you're going to be hated by everyone because of me. Now, I feel like also in our society, we work so hard to be accepted by everyone. We work so hard to be liked. Like that is our goal. Like we don't, we don't like when people don't like us. Like that's understandable, right? But it says that we're going to be hated because of him. And notice also that it says because of him. It doesn't say you're going to be hated because of your characteristics or because you have an issue with anger or because um, you're mean or something. No, it says you're going to be hated because of him. You, when you know him, you begin to walk in love and truth. And people don't like that. The world does not like that. We know that. And so that's another life check. If you are walking in life and it's not a bad thing for people to like you. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not a bad thing for people to love you. But if everybody is, if you're so agreeable, if everybody is loving on you and everybody is like, um, they believe all things, they are good with all things, they are agreeable, 
then are you truly walking in love and in truth? Because it says that you're going to be hated because we know that this world is not connected with Jesus. This world disowned Jesus. And so if the world loves us, then what does that say about what we love? Because we're not supposed to agree with this world. We're not supposed to agree with the things of it or um, the people that are still living in it. And so it's a good life check. Like, are people, are you too agreeable with this world to the point that you begin to deny Christ and the things that he stands for? Um, Okay, where is that? You'll be saved. If you stand firm to the end, you'll be saved. Things that tells you things are going to get hard. Things are going to get challenging, especially as we get older and face this more. But you will be saved. Like, hold strong. Verse 23, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Um, This was a highly debated verse just because people didn't know if this meant like before he returns in flesh. But there was a in 70 AD. So after his death and um, after Jesus's death, there was a fight in Israel, a battle. And it was worse than, um, oh man, what's, what's the name of the battle with Gomorrah, the, that battle. And that's what a lot of people believe that this was referencing because it was very true that before you finish going through the towns, the son of man was going to come. That means like the judgment did fall on that town because that town was attacked. Israel was attacked. It was, it was an awful battle was the Romans. You should look it up. I cannot remember the names of it right now, but that's what that reference is. Verse 24, the student is not above the teacher nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If instead the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household? Okay, so first of all, talking about students becoming like your teacher. Christ, God, our Father, they are our teachers. We are to be Christ-like. And so that is like our our goal. Like we want to be as Christ-like as we can and walk like them. We're learning. But it says, it mentions Beelzebul. That's the, that's the devil. Um, that's, the word, that's the name that they gave the devil. And it says, if the head of the house has been called the devil then how much more it's members of that household. So that also is just like the things that you follow in this world. Like if you're following like this thing that you know is evil and it's it's run by the devil, like, and you're a member of that, you're giving into that, you're listening to those things, you're a member of that. And therefore, like, what are you going to be called? Because the things that you follow have an impact on you. Those things you follow influence you. And so it's not like you're just over here and yeah, you follow this and that and all of these idols or all of these worldly things. But those all trickle down and become a part of the members. So what are you giving your attention to in this life? Verse 26. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. This is huge. God sees all things. He knows all things. And there will be a day of judgment. And 
it's reassuring. It's also scary, though, because it's like when you hold on to secret sins, when you hold on and you can't find repentance, you can't find confession. Confession and repentance are so important. And when you hold on to your sins and hold them secret, one, God knows. He already knows. And But it's it's often that we hold on to our sins because we're so ashamed or so scared of them that we we keep on holding them tighter. But that's not what it what the Bible says to do. Confess and repent of those sins and you will be forgiven. So nothing concealed, nothing that you're trying to keep secret will stay secret. It will be revealed. Verse 27, what I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered to your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. These next few verses are some of my favorite. Um, First of all, I love what he tells you in the dark, like in your alone time with Jesus, in your in your quiet time, when he's speaking to you, like when he is revealing things to you, when he is changing your life and working on your soul, don't keep those things hidden. Like share about those, share about the amazing things he has done, proclaim it from the roofs. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Verse 28 is so good. I love this verse um, because it talks about we're often so scared of death, right? Like we're scared of injuring ourselves. We're scared of being wounded, all of that. And in, in Revelation with this passage, it's talking about the people who can who are going to hurt the Christians, who might hurt the disciples because they're proclaiming the word. And so it says, don't be afraid of those that were, that will cause infliction against your body, but they cannot kill your soul. You are saved and Jesus has cleansed you and you're in him and they can't touch your soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So if you become to value security or safety so much to the point that you are putting out the flame of the gospel to the point that you are so scared to share it just because one your body might become inflicted with wounds or something or your status or your friend group you know those social aspects um, your outward appearance for the sake of those if you're so worried about those that you are quieting the gospel, then then you should be concerned because that's a matter not just of your body, but it's of your soul. And in the end, your soul is the most important. Verse 29, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. He knows. He is planned. He knows when you're going to die. He has it all planned. And it's so much easier said than done. But truly, we just have to let go. Because if I die proclaiming the gospel, I would rather die proclaiming the gospel than to die knowing that I have just kept my mouth shut and now there might be somebody who won't receive Jesus because I decided that I was too scared to share about him. Like think about that. Like you have a chance, you have an opportunity to share with somebody, to give them eternal life. Like Jesus, it's not us that gives it. Let me clarify, it's Jesus. But sharing 
can be that seed. You can plant that in someone's heart and he's going to let it grow. And so like, why would be, why are we so scared? Why are we so ashamed of our faith and our hope in Jesus to the point that we might be jeopardizing somebody else's eternity? Verse 30, even the very hairs on your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Okay, so I'm going to end right there at verse 31. Your hairs are numbered. You are important. God knows you in and out. He knows everything. And so he does care for you. He's going to be watching out for you. He's going to be taking care of you. Don't be afraid. You are worth than many sparrows. It talks about how he knows when each and every sparrow will fall to the ground. And it references that they're worth basically nothing, but you, fearfully and wonderfully made, you are crafted wonderfully. And if he cares so much for the sparrows, how much more does he care for you? So this is the devotion, the first one of the month. I hope that you learned something. And we are talking about gospel suffering, also might I add. <laughs> um and so we're going to be looking at one today was about the disciples and how they're going to go through trials. They're going to go through sufferings, but truly it's all for the glory of his name. And uh, maybe you can relate to this, but something I've been struggling with a lot is being able to share my faith, not necessarily even share it, but just to walking like Christ, making sure I'm walking like Christ at school or with my friends who are non-believers, because when you're surrounded with people who don't believe it can be very intimidating you can be you feel shut down because you don't want to offend something somebody or you just feel like you already know they're going to disagree or hate on you or you know you might even fear disownment but truly that's not what Christ has called us to do he says you're going to be hated and we don't like that word we don't like people not liking us but in the end it's all worth it it's for his glory, and if it can glorify his name, then it is absolutely worth it. I want to try my best, and I want to do absolutely anything that I can do. I don't want to hold back, because if there's even a chance I could plant a seed in someone, it is worth it. So, hope that's encouraging to you, and send your prayer request to at FCA on Instagram if you have any And if you have questions, if you have requests for the podcast, if you want um, me to talk about something, if you want Reagan and I, anything. But yeah, I hope you have a, I hope you had a great week and I hope you have a great rest of your week and see you next week.